MFs, Hustle Like You Broke, Matthew Walt, episode 67. It's a dreary day in the Boston area, but it's nice and warm on the bus. As I'm rolling with some of my very favorite people and a rock star guest today. I did a gig a few days ago. Cool. What? It was a video shoot. (laughs) That's not a gig. No it's audience. A it's a gig. It was work, and I managed to stay on my feet without pain and suffering. So that's a win. Huge. Even better, the client was Don Julio. Oh! <laughs> part of their 42 day celebration. Now, today is April 1, April Fool's Day, as we are recording. Tomorrow is April 2 otherwise known as 4-2, otherwise known as 42-day. This is a thing. All right. If you're not on board this year, next year, I'm telling you, 42 If you get me a bottle, I'll be on board. Break out your bottle. So where do I go in Los Angeles to get my 42 bottle? What happens? Where do I go? And Miami, where does where does we go? You drop your 200 bucks and boom. (coughs) We don't have no $200. Or or you get hired by Don Julio. You get a pretty little bottle like this one I got right here. Oh. Definitely the best thing of the day, I have to say. And speaking of 1942, Brother Banks, have you received your bottle of 1942 from Brother Hamilton yet? I have not because, you know, Brother Hamilton is still arguing if this is actually going to happen or not. We haven't had an official statement as to what is happening with that event in October. For those who might not remember... Brother Banks and I bet Brother Hamilton that Coachella was not going to play this year. He was insistent Hmm. that it was going to be playing in October. Adamant. (laughs) Seems at this point like that is not going to happen. We'll get to our festival watch in a few minutes and talk about what is looking more and more likely. There are those who might argue Coachella could pull something together, but all signs as we understand it is they will bypass this year focus on next year. And the best part of that, of course, is that Brother Banks and I get bottles of 1942 and a nice meal from Brother Brother Hamilton as part of his deal. And for our listeners, Brother Hamilton was actually with us before we started recording today. And then his quote unquote, (laughs) internet dropped out. See, I happen to think he saw the bottle of 1942 behind me knew we were going to call him out about this bullshit and he was like fuck it i'm out of here out. Cutting I, out. I, I don't want any part of this today i'm not ready blah 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 i think that's a bunch of bullshit but <laughs> i like that but theory. i got my brother banks and i do have my sister dallas on the program today what do you say sister dallas about what? I say a lot. I have a lot to say about a lot you of things. You always have a lot Give to say. Give me something up. specific. Okay. I'll, 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 let me narrow it substantially for you. There you go. How about you say something positive to us? Positive. Hmm. I'm going to get my vaccine finally. You. So that should Wait. narrow wow. down substantially. Here we go again. Slander. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did you say you got your shot? I'm about to. Sunday. Super excited Ooh. about it. Finally got in the system. Yes. Looking yes. forward to that. Um, you know, it's Easter Sunday for those that celebrate those things. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Um, let's see. 
it's uh, Easter holidays in mm. uh, parts of the world. And uh, I don't know. People really need to get on their water safety tip. That's one big thing. And there in a go. positive, everybody, reminders out there, remind your children some basic water safety things. Yeah. Like don't go in the water at the beach if the red flags are up, guys. We yeah. just had in Florida two deaths in the last two days, completely avoidable. But somehow people can't register. Hmm, big red flag means don't yeah. go in. Don't get in. Really sad, unnecessary deaths. But back to positive. You got 42. <laughs> I'm trying to drink it from here. It's not working. Um, Segway. Segway. Champion. <laughs> she had to throw in a negative. Come Sister on. Dallas, I'm a true positive to form. person. I it was I'm positive. Glad hear, I'm glad to hear you got your vaccine shot coming. That is fantastic. Another sign that life, for the most part, is coming back to normal. I myself am supposedly eligible in my home state as of next Monday. I hope to get my shot uh, soon as can be. Couple quick COVID stats before we bring out another amazing and strong female in this industry. <laughs> My note says Brother Hamilton is free to refute these because, of course, he always likes to refute our COVID stats. But once again, not with us today. This was reported in The Guardian. With respect to countries that have administered at least one dose of the vaccine, Israel kicking everybody's ass, more than 60% of the population has already received a shot. Mm. The UK, 45%, good on them. The US, we're hovering right around 30%. Most of Europe is between 10 and 15%. Lagging a little bit behind there. Japan host of this year's Olympics, 1%. 1%. And all of them are members of the medical community. Australia has not reported in two weeks, at least according to The Guardian, but they were at 0.6% as of March 15, which, oh, by the way, is not a really good number and not an amazing sign for festivals in the immediate future. Speaking of, as we jump into our festival watch, the Byron Bay Blues Fest was scheduled to start today. Today, April 1, would have been today, yesterday in Australia, for those that, you know, understand that Australia is a day ahead of us. I'm all over the place. One day before the gates were scheduled to open. One day before. Pulled the plug. Canceled. Yeah, they're going Not back ready. in lockdown. Not going to happen. Four, four of what they call, what do they call them? Shires. Four shires in Australia have shut down. Dallas, what's a shire? It's an area. <laughs> like exactly. a township. <laughs> is it a township or is it a larger area like a county? Or more, a, I guess more like a county. I don't know exact definition into translation of American. but um, It's like a parish. Something <laughs> like this. <laughs> the handy dandy Google refers to it as a division of land. That's all I got. But that's, that's the Blues Fest yeah. in Byron Bay, sadly, one of the biggest events in Australia, annually does about 100,000 people. This year they were looking to do only 16,500. Still, one day out, pulled the plug, couldn't go through with it. Said, but they're say, a lot stricter. I mean, let's keep in mind, it's a much stricter society when it's come to the COVID. That's why they had, what, 30,000 deaths versus half a million like we have had here? 
have absolutely correct. So vaccine, you know, they've been walking around without masks for months now. You know, it's a whole different world down there. Mm-hmm. But the question is, if they're going to shut down the day before out of concern, what does that mean for the rest of festival season? We don't know. Let's not speculate. We'll move on. Here in the U.S., this has actually been a huge week for festival announcements. Firefly announced their dates. Bonnaroo announced their dates and then dropped a lineup on us. Hard Summer (laughs) announced in San Bernardino. Yeah, yeah, Their festival, July 31 and August 1, is going going to play. It's going down. L.A. is turning to Miami. I, I mean, I hope LA, it is because LA is out of control right in now. LA. But Delfest in Maryland, not entirely familiar, but also announced this week. More and more chatter about Governor's Ball. Increased chatter about Lollapalooza. There are actually signs that Lollapalooza could play in August on schedule. Rolling Loud, Dallas, what are you hearing? What do you got? Give us the scoop. Still not hearing much. I don't think Miami-Dade County allows for that level of capacity, and I can't imagine the boys wanting to do a show without all the people there. It's just not Uh, quite the same event, is it? I am hearing the possibility of a show in July. That sounds more likely. I would love to see that happen. I still feel like that's pretty soon, but However, hey, those are all good signs in the U.S. Give me the negative, Dallas. However, no, no, no. I was just say? gonna say Miami in July at a festival, melting Sounds blobs of awful. humans. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know? Please, I would they like could to do be a anywhere, but but they could do an however, hey. If that's the first festival I have the opportunity to be at this year, though, bring it. Let's go. I'm going. <laughs> Even you're going to go to that one, regardless. Exactly. <laughs> but but back to the bad news department. Looking across the pond, <laughs> Lala Stockholm pulls the plug. The Hyde Park Summer Series pulls the plug. Paleo pulls the plug. Longitude officially dead. Glastonbury is going online. We knew that it wasn't happening in person. Now it's happening online. These are not good signs. The UK numbers are solid, but these are not good signs for the European market. What's up with Leeds and Reading? That's still on, supposedly. What's that now? Leeds Leeds and and Reading. Supposedly still on for end of August. That is true. We will see. We shall see. But it's also the question for Bonnaroo. How are they going to house people on the land? I mean, the whole thing about Bonnaroo is being down on the farm for four days. And I find it amazing that they can get away with that. We shall see. More to follow. Uh, switching to the Olympics real quick before we bring out our guest for today, though. We've been doing our Olympic Olympic tracker for weeks The games seem to be proceeding, but you heard me say a minute ago, they have vaccinated 1% and they are all medical professionals. In the past 24 hours alone, that's since March 31st for our listeners, when this episode drops a few days from today, reports have surfaced that the medical community fears the Olympics could trigger not just a local, but a global super spreader event. We've been hearing about these super spreader events. It is hard to imagine and, and tough to think about when you consider an event like, what was it in South Dakota? Sturgis, right? Where they talked oh, about people man. getting on their bikes and going back to wherever across the U.S., the concerns of that and the tens of thousands that it ultimately got traced back to. 
Think about that in the context of the Olympic Games, where people are coming from all across the globe to participate. These athletes, even if there are no international attendees, these athletes are side by side. They're in the cities. They're in the communities. We know from the few music-related events, we talked about an electronic festival in Taipei not long ago, where the people coming in were the ones who were violating the, the COVID restrictions, were the ones that were going out on the town, parting it up without masks. They didn't care about the $350 fine. Fuck that, we're going out on the town. When you put thousands of athletes in one place, are you telling me every one of them is just going to go from their room to the to track? Olympic Village? Nobody's going to well, stay hang on. I no, mean, look, no. you're talking these amazing athletes who've worked their oh. tails off. I don't think they're going out on the town before they go do their events. I mean, they're very disciplined humans who are going to try to do everything after they've also been pushed back a year and all that hard work that goes into what they do. I don't think they're going to screw around with it. I mean, they did. Right. That was a nice, right. that was a nice prepared PR statement. It sounded like you were representing. I, I, like <laughs> I loved it. It was very, yeah, I loved it. I, I like Okay, okay. So, so I got a lot of passion note, for those people, man. Those athletes I, deserve I, a lot. <laughs> we look, we we are with you. Of course, we also know that off, athletes often like to party it up just a little bit after their races. And over, should they? And rightly so. <laughs> right before they fly home with the COVID to their loved ones. Exactly. That's the point I was trying to make. Thank you. But you're wrong because there'll be contact tracing and all kinds of stuff. There'll be all sorts of barriers in there protecting those beautiful bodies. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that the entire medical community in Tokyo is wrong, Dallas. You said it. I'm sure they are because you said it. That being the case, today, Megan Duckett from So What is joining us on the program. Megan is a fellow Aussie like Sister Dallas. Dallas, we talked before, is from Sydney. Megan is from Melbourne. So I anticipate some headbutting. I want to see some gloves come off. I want to see yes, a real yes. ass kicking today. Yes. Megan yes. did move to the U.S. <laughs> in the 90s. She aspired to be a lighting technician, also like Dallas, who got her start at a lighting company, but had a very fortunate break sewing coffins for a Halloween event, they say. So what is the question? Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, so clever. So clever. You want me to sew what? <laughs> I, I didn't make this shit up, folks. I've read that this in like so 27 clever. different places. There it is. So she has grown the company from an 800 square foot operation in Torrance to a 15,000 square foot building in Compton. She has employed, to my knowledge, 35 plus people pre pandemic, and she's been kicking ass through the pandemic with some of the changes that she's made to her business. Her clients include the Foo Fighters, Guns N' Roses, Tom Petty, Aerosmith, Michael Jackson, Prince, Kendrick Lamar. Those of us on this call today walked back and forth in front of a giant kabuki, kabuki. drop that she built for us. Nice. She is a, she's, a, she's a force to be reckoned with. 
I was told by a good friend of mine that we had to have her on the program, and I'm glad that he gave me a kick in the butt because it's great to have her on the bus with us today. So, Megan, welcome to the program. Sorry about that rambling intro. I hope you don't mind. That's just <laughs> kind of how we do when we all jump on the bus. We haven't seen each other in a few days. A little shit talking, a little back and forth, me rambling at the mouth. It's kind of what I do. But thank you for being with us, and we appreciate you. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm I'm glad I'm here. And, uh, you know, did I tell you that I slept on a bus only ever once? You know, I toured uh, just one tour, and I slept with my head at the wrong end of the fucking oh, bus. Who let you do that? No, no. Well, they told me in the morning. I mean, I, I thought that in little – yeah, I thought that little fan thing was like for fresh air. So I put my head there, but then they were Not like, for no, smelly it's, feet. it's for, for the smelly foot, feet. Yes, yeah, for a foot stink. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, whatever. Yes. Shame on your bunkmates. Shame on your bunkmates. Yeah, I, I know. hope there that's were no hot stops that caused you to bang your head, too. That's what's wrong with me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay oh, the plot Do you want to tell us who the artist is? Um, that was King Crimson. Wow. That's the, no. That was the only time I went on like a little uh, bus tour as a lighting technician. That was my one and only lighting tech tour per se. Yes. Mm. Yes. But it was fun and it was loud. Very loud. <laughs> Very well, I mean, I, it's good to hear you got that because we always say that everyone in this business, no matter what area you work on, should spend a few days on the road just to experience what that's like to to understand the rhythm of the tour, to understand the schedule, the cycle, the impact of some of the decisions made from the ivory tower in mm. terms of, oh, they can make that drive or, oh, that load and will be no problem. And, oh, we can adjust this door time earlier. That's easy. Mm. And so on and so forth. So I'm glad that that happens. But let's go back to the whole sewing coffins thing. Tell us about that. Mm. Well, there I was trying to be a lighting technician. Um, and well, I was doing so, but um, I think because I was a girl, it just came to people that when they needed their button stitched on or they had split a hole in their pants that they should ask me to fix it. And so that was kind of how it came to me that maybe my purpose was doing something where I was wanted and needed versus trying to slog it out being a lighting technician. And, hmm. you know, I mean, hat off to Steve Cohen because he, when I, I, when I came to America, I really, really, really wanted to go on tour with Billy Joel as hmm. a lighting tech, my God. And, uh, but he walked up to me one day and asked if I could uh, stitch a patch onto a jacket of his. And I was simultaneously uh, shot up into the stars with inspiration while uh, crushed to the <laughs> smallest uh, little blob on the floor when I realized that what I came here for was never going to happen. But there was an opportunity for me. And so the stitching thing started and then I got a phone call and somebody said, could you put a lining? We've got 
10 coffins and they're real used coffins. They're ex mortuary uh, show caskets or some shit like this. And can you put fancy linings in them? And I said, yeah, of course, which I had no idea how to do that. But I said, yeah, of course, anyway, because that's what you do. <laughs> and I rented a sewing machine and I um, went to Joanne Fabrics. I bought a bunch of hot glue guns and cloth and staples and I don't know, just velvet and silk and satin. And then I sat in a warehouse for 10 days. I got 100 bucks a piece and they handed me $1,000 cash and I gave them 10 coffins and and there it was. I was like, yeah, I could do this. People want me. It felt pretty good. <laughs> yes. Well, we always say that there is a job for everyone and anything you can do in the world and in life, there is a job for that in our business. So talk about yet another example that we haven't approached in previous episodes if you work i mean as as a seamstress certainly we know that there, there, those jobs exist in wardrobe but in terms of large-scale fabrication tell us about some of the, the the things that you are constructing other than coffins yes yes the coffins was a one-time thing i figured i won't do that again until i'm ready to uh, croak it you know but um well, we're doing backdrops, big giant backdrops, backdrops and murals and and uh, building surrounds and um, front of house PA stack covers, uh, all the way down to the tinier details as well. I mean, the the stitching element uh, is all through the touring industry because you know, I mean, you mentioned wardrobe which is where people kind of generally go when you think seamstress but you know all your stage masking that's typically sewn your front of house scrims are sewn your backdrops are sewn your masking is sewn um your road case covers are sewn you know i mean there's there's a lot of elements in there your crash pads for the special effects are sewn harnesses ratchet straps so we get to touch on all the elements, really, with the skill set that we have. And thankfully, my team just has uh, so much experience now. You know, if you combine all the folks that have been with me for 22 years and, you know, some 20 years, some 17 years, you put it all together and pretty much nothing surprises them anymore. It's like, yeah, we don't ask, you want me to sew what anymore? We're stuck with the name, but we it's like we're not surprised anymore. It used to be like, whoa, yeah. Well, it's a fantastic name, and 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 for those looking for a visual, when I got Megan on the phone a couple of weeks ago, and I said we wanted to bring her on the the program, the first thing she said was, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I missed your call earlier. I've been up a ladder all week." Now. I was trying to picture what that means up a ladder all week, printing together some like giant, massive backdrop or, or piece. What, what, what is, what are you doing up a ladder, Megan? Tell us. Ah, but you see, I'm not up a ladder doing drapery because um, we've been hustling over here. We've been hustling because we'd be broke. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So COVID hit, 
shit crashed. Everything just went out from under us in um, literally a four-day work week. We went from gigs on the books or drapes or whatever you want to call it um, to nothing, nothing. So some really awesomeness has come out of this situation, which is A, we moved into mask making and B, we bought another building and we've now got the put what where. You want me oh. to put what where? Yeah. We've got the put what where production hub about three miles from here, 35,000 square feet of gorgeous Ooh. production storage, a special event corporate space up front, a rehearsal, fully padded, insulated sound room for uh, band rehearsals, uh, indoor, outdoor storage, blah, blah, blah. So I've been up a ladder vacuuming rat shit out of old, <laughs> um, <laughs> old air conditioning vents. That's oh what I was God. doing. I did not see that coming at all. Neither that's did I. Neither did doing. I. Oh, that's glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> I did so, not see that happening. That really is impressive. And you, and you got way ahead of us in the discussion because, of course, we were going to get into your pivot and your plans for the next few years. You've already let the cat out of the bag. But you, you really, really threw us for a curveball with, with vacuuming rat shit. Okay. Thanks it's for that. old rat shit. But- I just want you to know there's no rat <laughs> Uh, I'm doing all the renovations myself, which is beyond exciting to put my hand to every little element to, you know, you, you turn on the AC and it smells all fresh and you're like, I did that. It's pretty cool. (laughs) And, you know, I've replaced ceilings and I've done all the tiling, thousands of square feet worth of tiling and a little bit of everything. So, oh, and yesterday before we leave the rat shit, behind we could come back to it but yesterday i found yeah well yeah why would we but i actually i found a cat skull up there in the roof do you think the rats ate the cat i think so that's fucking awesome yeah a cat skull yeah like like a kitten like a kitten i know i looked it up online it's still no pretty big had a tooth still couple couple of back ones molars and a little fang still sitting in there Anyway, it's been an adventure, but I don't want you to like let I don't want anyone to let that put them off checking out the new place because the new place is awesome. Nice. Excellent. This sounds fantastically glamorous if you ask me. It is. <laughs> it is. I, I, see my hands. I, no, hey, listen, your honesty <laughs> is appreciated and that it definitely begs the question, what is everyone else keeping from us? Uh, but we're just going to leave that alone for now. And we're going to move on because what I wanted to ask you about next is you have a philosophy based on the three P's. Tell us about the three P's. Passion, perseverance, product. I've found over the course of 22 years, because, you know, I didn't go to university or anything. I just came over here when I was 19, fresh out of high school. And I didn't do very well in high school either. In fact, I recently came across my grade card because I've been giving my son shit for his grades. And I came across Uh my grade card and Uh I was like, ooh, (laughs) good boy. 
You're doing fine. Um, so I have found as I've um, been in business, developed a business, birthed a business, built a business, that only when I was equally balanced did we go into growth mode or uh, uh, expansion mode or did um, did the environment really greet us? Mm. Um, you have to have a product, but having a product alone just isn't enough. And everyone's got passion. You, so you can walk into a bar, meet a person you've never met before, and if you pick that point that they're really passionate about, they'll fucking talk all day, right, all night, 13 cocktails in. But that alone isn't going to make it happen. Make it happen. So, yeah. you know, the passion, the product, and then you need, you know, the perseverance portion because mm. um, it's so simple to be manic. I tend to be manic. It's in my nature to like fly into something and then get distracted by another shiny item and then flitter off over there. Um, you have to balance all three. And I found for our business, by surrounding myself with the right team, that has allowed us to always equally concentrate on those three items as a manufacturer. I, I realize this probably doesn't translate um, maybe to the service industry, you know, or the consulting industry. But then again, it probably does if I really thought about it. But so, yes, that's been our mantra and continues to be even with, you know, the COVID turn and even with buying this new building, it's balancing, you know, the product's got to be the best it can be and I got to persevere. So set that pace. We're in for you know, the long haul here. This isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. So work the pace. And, yeah, that's that's the plan, Stan. That's how we do it. I like it. I like I it. I think that. we have our title for today's episode, yeah. too. Three Ps. I love it. So we also, we always talk about how the concert industry is very much a technology industry. So, how about you tell us a little bit about what makes SOA a technology company? And how about you tell us about winning Dell's Small Business Excellence Award? Yeah, okay. So, um, taking the craft out of the cottage. That's what we wanted to do. You know, that embarrassing vision of like knitting and crochet and like people picturing a sweatshop would offend me, would offend me. So I said, that's it. We're going to take that and we're going to go to another level with it because that's not what we're doing here. We're creating textile art and my team are artists. They're artisans. Mm. So um, Adam my business partner, ex-husband, we were married for many, many years and at the time were married. And, and he said, okay, well, let's do this. Let's develop some software uh, that will allow us to calculate yardage and come up with sewing plans that 
are in Spanish and not in English because there were so many mistakes being made that were just simply lost in translation. Mm. So um, a little idea, a few cocktail napkins, a lot of cocktails later, <laughs> and um, he came up with kind of a blueprint for a software that would allow us to be on the phone with a client, select a fabric, choose a height, choose a width, put in specifics, namely top finish, bottom finish, side finishes, etc. hit a calculate button, and that that software would instantly at that moment price out that soft good. It meant that if you were Dallas to call me, I would give you the same price as if you were to call another sales rep in my company. And that was actually at the time, back in 06, that was really pretty advanced. It didn't matter which of our competitors you called, everybody was working this shit out by hand. Piece of paper, calculator, you know, how many yards, Adam uh, and our programmer, Mike, they developed the software to a point where it was extremely intuitive and it, it was it was smarter than that. So, and over the years, we have continued to develop it. You know, it's, it's capable now of uh, pricing out items that are out of the box as well as the basic stuff, you know. So that was how we were recognized actually by Dell Computer. And they thought that that was really cool because just the notion of automating um, the, the, the front end of the drapery service to them, uh, they were impressed with the software that we'd developed. Now you went on to have a relationship with Dell for a number of years thereafter, is that right? I choose Dell, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's on record. It's on record. Um, actually, my face was on the side of a bus for a while down in Australia. My 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 dad would send me uh, snapshots. He'd be like, "You just drove through Q." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." Um, yes, Dell have been uh, an incredible partner for us as a small business. It's really hard to find people that want to pay attention to what you're doing. I think if you're huge and you're about to drop 200K, yeah, people listen. But when you're presenting yourself and saying, you know what, we got a limited budget and we've always chosen a business model that is self-supporting. We've never gone out and borrowed money to invest. This business from day one has only grown by means of its ability to bring in the income first. So, you know, when you go to a tech company and you say, well, I plan to spend 100K, but right now I got five. You know, a lot of places, they, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to know you. So they were an amazing partner in that regard because they, they understood the vision. They saw where we were going. And um, yeah, it's been a great relationship ever since actually. But I, I was involved in their... Uh, with their marketing team for a couple of years. And uh, that was quite a, a privilege. Okay. Sounds impressive, but 
Another award I saw that you've received equally impressive to me, and I'm sure our guests will agree, the PBRB Cowboy Award. Come on. Yeah. I saw that, and of course, my first thought was, Perhaps blue ribbon, but no, turns out <laughs> no, to be professional. professional bull riding. Yeah. Bull riding. Come on, man. Jesus. Oh, Come man. PBR. Those guys are cool. PBR they is there, cool. though. Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, tell us about that award. That must have been like a dream come true. That was a dream come true. They um, had been a client of ours for backdrops, actually. And when we had to pivot, we reached out to all of our clients and um, and we just explained to them what we were doing. You know, this is what we're going to be doing. And if you have any way possible to offer some support or you want to see how we're creating these masks or if you think you can order from us, we would dearly, dearly love it because that's the only way I could save my employees, right, was to find something else for them to do. You can't pay people to do nothing if you're earning nothing. And the bull riders, PBR, they immediately came back and they they were like, this is cool. And we love that you've pivoted. We love that you're still trying to support your client base and 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 we're committed to supporting our vendor base. That's like music to anyone's ears, right? They weren't saying, oh, we're gonna go offshore and buy it for less. They're saying, no, we're going to stick with the people that have been, you know, producing for us in years past. So, uh, yeah, we started making all of their professional bull rider uh, logo masks. We made thousands and thousands and thousands of them, junior sizes, regular adult sizes, XL sizes, um, and their bull riders all wore them for their uh, photo shoots and they wore them in going into the ring. And uh, it was amazing. And and then they um, usually you would be awarded the B cowboy award in person, but because of COVID, of course they weren't able to do that. So they were just too cool, man. We did this uh, video award show and they had the cutest accents and they all had their hats on and it was adorable. It How was big were their belt buckles? As big as their hats. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it was it was epic. It was epic. And they were so nice to us and, and it's just cool. I mean you have to you have to recognize when a company reflects on the vendors that have been there for them because it i've found in 22 years people are all too quick Mm -hmm. to jump onto you know another boat or 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 train or or catch the a different wave because it's 10 cents cheaper or you know sorry we're not doing so well right now so we're just going to forget about you all but oh by the way when we need you you better be there so Mm -hmm. It was really, it was really great, and um, we're honoured. But you know, these these honours, uh, these uh, awards, are as I feel them and see them, they are for the whole team. I am a team. I am not alone in this. Um, even with the pivot, you know, when when we turned to the employees and said, "Look, 
this is the plan. <laughs> this is the plan. And out of 35, about, you know, 28 people said, I'm in. I'm in no matter what. And that's cool. Wow. So, yeah, I think I think we've done some things well in the 22 years and, and employee retention is one area. And um, we've also tried to exceed at customer satisfaction. Sometimes I fuck up, but, you know, <laughs> I say sorry and try to make it right. You know, we're <laughs> none of us are perfect. Right. Well, let's focus on the positive, the employee retention. Any tips, any thoughts, any ideas why you have been so successful at retaining your employees? Uh, well, I would say it's a very nice work environment. I have always treated our locations like a home. So any uh, comforts that I would have in my house, I have here for everybody. And uh, I encourage and have always welcomed people to bring their concepts and ideas forward. So that way, you know, there's always going to be buy-in. If you bring the idea to the table, right there you've got buy-in. So my sewing team, they get to make choices themselves and then present how they want to do stuff. Um, likewise in the office, you know, they're encouraged to make their own choices, uh, price things accordingly, um, have the freedom to do what's needed to satisfy a client. Nobody ever has to come to me to get approval to make something right, you know, or to replace something or to, um, or to offer, a, you know, to offer an incentive or what have you. So I think the retention is probably just, yeah, it's just the environment. I'd like to say it's the environment. Well, I'd imagine it has something to do with you too. And this all sounds pretty impressive. So let's talk about owning a, a, a company in the, in the concert industry, being a vendor. Let's talk about being a female owned company in this industry. We talk, we, we bring as many badass women as we know on this program routinely. And we are very proud of the many women that we have hosted but you, if I'm not mistaken, are the first female-owned vendor that we've had on the company. Dallas Banks, am I wrong? Am I missing something? Think uh. back, because I don't want to be wrong and I don't want to disrespect anybody else. But again, to the point that there aren't a ton of women in the business in the first place, and of course, diversity and equity are big issues right now in terms of bringing along more women, more people of color, et cetera. You are an amazingly successful female-owned vendor in the concert industry. Tell us about that experience. Tell us about resistance you may have uh, experienced along the way. And tell us about any support that you may have experienced as well. Well, the support's been tremendous. You, you, I, I have to start there. The support's been tremendous. I, I feel that in the beginning, um, I was supported by those around me, by the clients, partly because I was young. People like to encourage youth, right? And believe it or not, this was once young. So <laughs> <laughs> it's true, there was a time. So in the beginning, I felt that people uh, came forth and mentored me um, 
for my naivety and because of my youth. And that gave a really great kind of baseline to begin learning from. I asked a lot of questions. I've never had a problem doing that. Um, although sometimes when people ask me questions, I have a problem with it. I need to work on that. Anyway, um, yes, as I reflect. Uh, so, you know, but then as I got older, um, years further into the business, I began to establish myself as actually knowing what I was talking about. And so then you find people step into mentor and share on a different level. Um, I think at that point, they start talking more about bigger picture stuff and horizon planning and, and um, you know, where are you going to take it from here? You know, in the beginning, they're just teaching you the, the basics, you know, and then later you've got to start projecting where are we going to go. Um, now, uh, now I, gosh, I, 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 I'm just flattered that clients would call and say, I'm calling you to pick your brain because I think you're the most qualified person to answer so-and-so. And I don't think there's, um, Gosh, I just don't think there's any greater compliment than that, is there? I mean, that people would turn to me now because they perceive me as having experience and having knowledge. So the growth has and the learning and the support has come in different ways. And, you know, Matthew, we talked a little bit before the show about how people teach differently, right? We have a mutual friend who is a – he's into tough love, right? So you're going to learn by finding out what you did wrong. And then others in your life come in and, you know, pick you up when you're on the floor sobbing in tears. Very uh, girl uh, behavior. But I've been known to lock myself in the bathroom on more than one occasion. So, you know um, – the, 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 the lessons have come in different ways. They've, they've definitely come in different ways. Uh, I've been screamed at for doing stuff wrong. I've been uh, thanked for correcting something that was done wrong. I've had people come forward with great ideas that they've shared with us. I've had other people come forward and say what you're doing is stupid and won't work and um, – that's a motivator for me. Oh, <laughs> let's go. You want to go? You want to go? You just tell me I can't fucking do it. And you watch. <laughs> Love that. That's yeah. fantastic. So one correction, I misspoke, and I will be the first to say so. We've had a number of female independent contractors on the, on the, on the program. Meg Dieter, uh, co-owner of course of another Meg exactly BWG that's right love Meg sorry we got the, that that wrong we uh, miss you Meg it's been too long <laughs> we absolutely need to get Meg back absolutely because Meg left her. us she moved that's why she moved that's to right. my neck of the woods that's exactly right. that's why it's exactly. all upside down thumbs down <laughs> oh you guys don't know what you're talking about love Meg happy to have her in the northeast and fuck y'all that's uh 
That's what love I got to say. Back on track. Back on track. Absolutely love you, Meg. Um, Megan. Yes. Along the same lines of female-owned vendors, any advice you have for female entrepreneurs coming up in the business? Any any particular guidance that 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 you have to have to share? Um, it doesn't matter that you're female. Just take it out of the equation. Do your shit. Done. Okay then. I love that. I'll leave it at that. Spoken like a true Aussie. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, Thank you, my point. friend. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi, oi. So you already talked to us uh, briefly about the new space. Yes. What do the next couple of years look like for you and for So What and Rent What, which we haven't even mentioned, and mm-hmm. what was Put What your- Where? What did what, you what, say it again? Who, what, where, what, what, where? Put what, where? Put what, where? Put what, where? Yes. yes. Tell um, us, what does the next couple of years look like? Well, I think they're exciting because I think we're a campus now. Uh, I think we're offering a, 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 a really nice family focused package, everything with the same so what attitude, you know, we call ourselves the waters over here and everything's going to have that same um, dedication to product, passion, persistence, you know, all of the above. And so a client can come to us for their flame proofing. We can retrofit their drapery. They, we can build them more drapes. We can take care of the cleaning. We can store them at our, you know, gorgeous storage facility and uh if they want to pop in and do some music rehearsals or do a podcast they can pop into my super cool music room even has a drum riser uh yeah so it's just that horizon that broader picture is bringing a broadening out broadening our services to the awesome group of clients that we know and love I, I don't see – I'm a low-hanging fruit kind of girl. I like to care for the fruit that is growing and not dream of the blossoms that may come. In other words, if you have clients in hand that you're already working with, look after them don't spread yourself so thin trying to fertilize for new clients because then you're uh, letting everybody down. So we've just always grown kind of organically by caring for those that are in hand, um, the fruit that is on the tree, the bird that is in hand. And then thankfully, by way of that, we've had a lot of um, recommendations and referrals. That's why you won't see us in any of the glossy magazines. <laughs> because, you know, killer shows don't come from catalogs. <laughs> Yo! Yo, this is a, this is a, a podcast it. of just like, like one hit, like catchphrases. I, I love it. I absolutely love uh, it. I, 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 I we love might it. actually have to drop the video on this one because our, 
our viewers should see that when when Megan just said that, she literally put her arms behind her head. Dropped the mic. Yeah, done. Done. Exactly. Drop mic. Fuck you guys. I'm going home. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Megan, you you make it sound so easy, too. I got to ask. You must be facing or have faced some challenges along the way. What what have been some of your biggest challenges? Yeah, there's been a lot. Um, I tried to fly through all of them so quickly that I've forgotten them. You know, the challenges always uh, uh, are where something's gone wrong. You know, when you do something wrong. Because I'm a Capricorn, and, and therefore there's guilt involved. Mm. And then you've also lost money, and that's also a problem, right? So you, you're, like, hating yourself. I've, I've lost money, and I've fucked up, and now I need to go kill myself and lay in the fetal position for five days. But <laughs> you come out of that, and you go, okay, uh, I'm actually a lot better at it now. Actually, I'm pretty darn good at it now. What is the problem? How much money do we need to rub on it? Mm. And get it done, do the right thing, fix it, fix it, make it right. Um, you know, other challenges, uh, well, I mean, it was a challenge for Adam and I to run the business through a divorce and now continue to run the business as a, you know, a co-parenting our son. But we came out the other side of that. That was a challenge. Uh, that's a challenge that puts a lot of businesses out of business Mm -hmm. because they can't keep their shit together or can't afford financially to go through that and maintain the business. So, you know, 22 years in, I think that was a a challenge. And these are just real world challenges. This isn't like, oh, I'm a girl and they gave the job to a guy. I mean, this is just like real world stuff, you know. Losing my mother in 2012, that was a devastating blow that just killed my mojo. And coming back to that balance that you need, if you can't be passionate, this isn't going to work. And what do you do when all your passion is taken away like that? How do you recover? Like in the COVID where some of us can't do our skills. Yeah, I feel Yeah. How do Mm -hmm. you come back from that how do you recalibrate to find that balance so you know i real world challenges just the real shit and um the rest of it just make it right fucking love it banks what do you got i was curious about you you mentioned the three p's and one of your three p's is just passion i'm curious about when you produce a product for a client and you send it out are you concerned with how that product is being displayed every night or do you yes. go and you check in on it? Do you, are you a person who's like, wait a minute, guys, you're doing that wrong. It should be this way. Or you're, you can make this a lot easier for yourself. I'm just curious well, about how involved are you after you sent it out? Um, it depends on the client Ooh. without touring clients. They don't want to hear from me after it's gone out. Mm. 
They don't. Unless they need another hamper. Unless they need another hamper. Yeah. It's always yeah. the thing. Yeah. Need another hamper. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's a four hundred dollar hamper, but it's gonna cost you eight hundred bucks to get it to the East Coast. Exactly. Anyway, I really should have been in the freight business. Um, right. But in terms I might have been of, there a couple times. Yes. Oh circle me back. Where were we? Talking about uh once your product goes out. Oh yeah, yeah. Know, Sorry, yeah, I got yeah. I got uh carried up in the hamper so you know once a product goes out yes we do offer continued support um, mm. if it's a school theater church environment that our products being installed in mm. we tend to be involved with those clients uh, further beyond mm. the sale um, through the process of making sure they got installed correctly etc mm. um, our touring clients I don't know they just for the most part I think they trust that they get what they ordered. If they have a question, they let me know. But I respect how busy the production managers and tour managers are. And I know um, I have a tendency to wear people out. And I think in the beginning I did. Like, how's it going? Uh, got any pictures? Uh, or it looks kind of wrinkly. Could you fold it better? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't do that anymore. Now I just look at it on Instagram and I go, fuck, it's really wrinkly. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, I know the feeling. Yeah, oh, but actually what, what came out of that, funnily enough, what came out of that wrinkled, you know, fresh out of the dryer look um, was that we researched and finally came up with a backdrop cloth that we refer to as the the dockers of backdrops because it's kind of wrinkle resistant. And that's actually, now it's one of our most popular backdrop substrates because it doesn't look like shit when you pull it out the hamper. <laughs> smart. Great. makes a lot that's of great. sense. Very yeah. smart. Oh, yeah. Okay. Innovation. Yeah. 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 Well, Megan, you've been amazing. I, 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 we have to have you back on this program again. I don't know. You, you got, you got all the lines, you got all the jokes. You're definitely one of us. We appreciate you. Dallas, anything else before I jump into quick hits for today? I'm coming to So What and having a drink with you. <laughs> totally. We're you coming to rehearse. All of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Sure. You are so welcome. The fridge is Because I also love to see it in action, you know, and see yeah. all the machines and all the cool stuff. Yeah, it's 42 fun. day tomorrow. Let's do this. Get on the plane, guys. Let's go. I'm All there. Right. You're, buying, so you're there. buying a ticket. And, and I think we even figured out her next business venture. She needs to get into freight. She just said freight. it herself. Freight is the one. I got a couple ideas. No, but hang on. This storage ones. thing I'm really interested in too. Because 100%. Got a lot of questions 100%. about that. I'm well, almost available already. Go ahead. Yeah. Ask away. Well, maybe not on this. You know, yeah. don't, want to, don't want the competitors <laughs> upset. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. So, Megan, we always do a series of quick hits before we get our guests out of here. Four simple questions. First tour you were ever a part of. What do you got? Oh, it was Phantom of the Opera. Whoa. Okay. 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 Good place to start. Comes full circle. Starts with the masks. Doing the masks again. I like there it. There it is. Yeah. Boom. Wow. Full Boom. circle. Second question. A favorite moment you can share with us today? Um, when I stitched up the pants somebody split the crotch in their plaid pants right before showtime and i had to sew his crotch up but i can't remember who, that the was heck a favorite that was. who was it 
<laughs> yeah, was he that wearing, was a aggressive what, crutch. Oh man, was, I was young, and that was a that was. Was an he epic. free hanging? No, he come had, on now, he come on now. This is, a, this is a family okay, okay. program, yeah. thing. No, they, were, they were they were tidy whiteies, but okay, well, okay, okay, okay maybe okay, not okay. a favorite moment. I meant to okay. say like most memorable moment, most oh, memorable, okay. memorable. That's most good. Memorable. That's going to be better if you can tell that? us who it was. But that's okay. We don't need to know. We don't need to know. Share for <laughs> for for his or her own privacy. Uh, next question. Any one thing about this business? You would like to see us doing better moving forward. What is it? I would like to see us um, continue to use our telephones, continue to talk, continue to make eye contact, continue to shake hands. I worry that we have gone online too much and Ooh. that we've lost um a little bit of the personal connection, which I miss. So I would like to see the industry <clears throat> continue to move forward, but just remember what Emily Post said. You know, Emily Post, the etiquette lady who wrote the mm -hmm. book. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. I, I think there's. I think we got a little away from like you know everyone's barking on the email and barking. Nobody says hello. All the formalities are I gone. Agree. Thank you, Dallas. I think it might be our Australian upbringing, but I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> at, at least a hi or use my name, but you know. Mm -hmm. I think I okay. didn't answer your question right, but it's no, okay. No, you're good. You're good. No, I, you did totally. I, I think that personal connection is 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 a very is a very good answer. I, I appreciate that wholeheartedly. And I will say, I have a good friend from uh, Byron Bay, and uh, he is always AJ, of course. AJ, AJ is always. You know, he sees people he doesn't know. Good morning, mm -hmm. beautiful. How are yeah. you? <laughs> Maybe that is an Australian thing. I never yeah. really thought about it, but yeah. I, I, I totally appreciate that, and uh, and I'm with you there. So we'll get you out of here on this. It's a softball for most. Any shout outs? I want to say thank you to the whole wide world because I'm here. I'm still doing it. I have an amazing team of people, the clients, the family, the friends, the strangers I haven't met yet. It's just y'all, all oh, y'all, as a cow, as as the cowboys say, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. <laughs> Megan, you've been fantastic. You are hilarious. We absolutely love you. Brother Banks, any shout-outs from you? Uh, I got a shout-out to all the uh, small businesses in L.A. that are still hanging on and still providing service with a smile. Uh, specifically, when it comes to work for Hollywood Sound Systems, these cats uh, are amazing and have helped me out with a lot of little crazy projects. So thank you to them for uh, you know still doing what they're doing, even in the midst of the chaos. All right, all right. Dallas. Just, you know, for those of us that don't have that little gig happening down the street, around the corner, in a couple months, just hang in there. It's going to mm -hmm. happen eventually, and hopefully you can still feed yourself and take care of your family and smile. Got to keep going. Got to stay tough. No one seems to care, but those of us that are here, we do. Yes. We will get back to work. There are definitely people who care. If you don't know who they are, hit us up, and we are happy to point you in the right direction. There are definitely resources out there, and uh, we would love to be a part of connecting you to them. My shout-out for today, I'm going to shout-out 
good friend, Michael Brokaw. I appreciate Brokaw because he's a great guy and because he's the person who told me that we needed to get Megan on this program. And I don't know what took us so long. He is 100% right. On the money, per usual, amazing human. And uh, very much appreciate him. Very much appreciate Megan. You are yeah. hilarious. You are yeah. absolutely yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to have you back. You, we, we're, we're cycling guest hosts into the program now. Yes. We've had Tammy Blevins back. We would love to have you back in the near future. You can turn the tables on somebody else. Come on, bust their balls a little. Ask absolutely. them some questions. Push them. Fellow Capricorn, I love that. What's your birthday? Uh, December 23rd. Mm. Okay, okay. 30 for me. Summer baby. Ah, Ooh. yes. Winter baby. Uh, <laughs> She's a summer baby. I You're am. a winter baby. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Funny how that works, but we'll... <laughs> figure it out later <laughs> maybe like a scarecrow moment right now uh, where did you go and on that note to our listeners we appreciate you always thanks for sticking with us we appreciate your feedback we appreciate you listening and uh you know we're here every week fucking around on the bus and uh <laughs> i hope you enjoyed as much as we do because we're having a blast so we thank you all and uh we wish you good night Hey, this is Tech Support. Want to make sure you never miss the newest from Hustle Like You Broke? Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HLUB Podcast and sign up for our mailing list by going to hustlelikeyoubroke.com slash join. You'll get updates about new episodes, bonus content, exclusive offers, and information on how to become a part of the music industry. Thanks for listening.